1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we reflect on a busy midweek of European action before bringing it back to the bread and butter of domestic football this weekend. Rangers' woes continue with a disappointing 2-1 defeat away to Aris Limassol. Aberdeen were held at home to HJK Helsinki and no time for Celtic to lick their wounds post-Lazio with Kilmarnock visiting tomorrow. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans. Well you can have the debate now was Aris Limassol, an even worse result for Rangers than Pedro Cachinha's against Progress Nidicon. Uh, possibly on the basis that Aris Limassol, with regard to UEFA rankings, are 536th. How on earth did Rangers contrive to lose to a team like that, the third best team in Limassol? But tomorrow, Celtic are obliged to beat Kilmarnock and go 10 points clear of Rangers and put pressure on them when they go to St Mirren on Sunday at noon. That's the story of the weekend. Can Celtic spook Rangers? Will Celtic pass up on the chance to spook Rangers? And how will Rangers respond come 12 o'clock Sunday? Yeah, it's been a hugely disappointing week, I feel, for Scottish clubs in Europe. I mean, we spend so much of the close season building these European ties up and what they could look like in... So far, it's been disappointment and none more so than last night for Rangers losing to a side that Hugh rightly points out is so, sits so low in the rankings and for Celtic, the fallout will still be raw from that. A sore one to take. I was there at Celtic Park on Wednesday evening where they lost 2-1 to Lazio. But both teams and Aberdeen have to turn their attentions now to their bread and butter which is league duty coming Saturday and Sunday. Come on then, 01419511025. Let's hear from you, Rangers fans in particular. Uh, what did you make of last night? I know you had a short uh, period to vent your frustrations between full-time and the show finishing last night, but this is your proper chance, uninterrupted if you like, with a bit more time to spare uh, to let us know what you made of it. Because it looked from the outside... Uh, to be a really, really disappointing result, obviously Mark Wilson, but a really worrying performance. I don't think anyone expected Stephen Davis to be a miracle worker and come in and, and change everything, but in many ways it possibly got worse and it looks like you know worrying times for a lot of these Rangers players. Yeah, well, take Stephen Davis and Alex Ray out of the equation, Stephen Smith out of the equation, because nothing to do with them, this one. Uh, Rangers fans might disagree with that, with me, but it's shone a light on the players and the lack of quality and the lack of character within that squad last night because what you always have as a player when a manager gets a sack is the opportunity to to really show that, you know, there's, there's real guilt there. And sometimes you get that, we always say, new manager bounce or when the manager goes, you often get a, a better performance for whatever reason. But sometimes it's the players really getting together and saying, listen, we need to start performing much better. And it's usually the next game. Now, when you're playing in Europe, I think that should be a heightened feeling of we need to put things right in quickly and we've got the ideal stage to do it. And last night's performance was the reverse of that. You know, you, you, you could pick holes in every player that played and it, it was just remarkable that after the manager's been sacked, 
that that Rangers side turned out a performance like that. The worry for Rangers is that players like Lammers and Dessers have struggled since they signed for the club and they continue to struggle. But now the experienced campaigners have joined in. Tavernier's joined in. Goldson's joined in. Defensive mistakes were made last night that were comical for a side of Rangers' stature against a side of Aris Limassol's stature. So they are under pressure and they will take that tension with them to Paisley because they're meeting a St Mirren side who have, along with Celtic, an unblemished record in terms of not losing matches in the Premiership this season. Come on then, 01419511025 Rangers fans, how would you sum up last night's performance? How bad are we talking here? Or is it just the sort of snowball effect of a real negative period uh, that's making it seem worse than it is? Let us know all your thoughts. Where did it go wrong last night? Who is to blame? Have you lost faith entirely in some of these new signings or can it still be resurrected from here? Have you lost faith in some of the old guard, as Hugh Keevans says? And all of the usual post-match, post-mortem questions, get them into us on 01419511025. Celtic fans, at some point, I'm sure, we will look ahead to tomorrow and the visit of Kilmarnock. Again, that comes in the aftermath of Lazio, so let's link those two things together. Any Aberdeen fans out there who want to share their thoughts or anything else entirely, it's 01419511025. It is Friday night, it is your big weekend preview, even if you're never going to get used to the idea of Hugh and Mark being here on a Friday. Uh-huh. It's weird, eh? Oh, honestly, my head is all over the place my, for you two. My dinner plans are well out the window. I've got my structure every Tuesday and Thursday. You are Thursday's man. You are Friday's man. It, yeah. just, it just doesn't feel like the weekend because I you're bet, both here. But the good thing is... I get left home with Mark Wilson. Well, exactly. Oh, every hold on a minute. You've not asked that. I mean, now he's done it on air to shame you. I can't say no. He can't say no now. <laughs> can't, you can't leave a pensioner out in the rain. Did you not hear? <laughs> you want a bet? Yellow weather warning or exactly. whatever it was. Wait till yeah. one minute past eight. If you're driving by, you'll see an old guy outside. <laughs> we thumb it. <laughs> if anyone wants to pick him up, you can do. 01419511025. Though, come on, let's get stuck into it. Last night, I missed you all terribly last night, but I must admit, when I. Had a, a look at Twitter and saw the reaction to that Rangers performance. I thought we were in for quite a night tonight, looking back on it all. So get your thoughts over to us right now, please. And of course, you can tweet as always if you want, at Clyde SSB. Um, so give it, give us it all. If there's anything good, if there are any positives in there, Rangers fans, feel free to share them. I just won't hold my breath on that front. Uh, let's bring in George. Who's a Rangers fan? How would you sum up last night's performance, George? Oh, remembering it's a family show. Oh, if you can. Just shameful. Like, a few points I want to make. Hi, guys. How, hi, Mark. How you doing? Hello. How you doing? Oh, it's just, it's, yeah, it's not even, it's, it's believable now. Whereas, a few months ago, it wouldn't have been believable that Rangers could get beat by Aris Limassol in a European night. It's just, Wow, and what they've done to Stephen Davis putting him in that position, taking my hat off to the man. None of the guys are his friends. Half of them need to be left on the bench come St. Martin because we're going to get smashed if we've got Lammers, Dessers. Dessers couldn't have done two feet in front of himself last night without being caught offside. The only one we've got to thank for a good result last night, Butland. It could have been four or five. However many they wanted last night, it was unbelievable. I had to leave the pub after the second one. Oh, that's when you know it's bad. 
That's when you know he's got the, bad the George. The problem, George, is that they can't bin half the team because the, the, they've got an injury list that created a bench in Limassol last night that was uh, full of academy players. Yeah, so. the stage where you just play some of them, though. Particularly for, well, for Alex Ray and Stephen Davis. What have they got to lose by doing it? Interesting. Uh, that McCausland came on late on. Uh, Zach Lovelace has featured of late. He came on uh, against Aberdeen mm. in what was another embarrassing performance. Maybe you're right. However, there's a tremendous pressure. If I keep going back to it, if Celtic beat Kilmarnock, and they're mm-hmm. not the full article either, Celtic, but if Celtic establish a 10 point gap, there is a tremendous strain mm. on Rangers and Paisley. Sure, but that, that's presented as if the experienced players have got any more of a chance at the moment of getting Rangers. Out of that pressurised situation, Mark, let's let's rewind a bit because we can pick Rangers team for Sunday later and tomorrow. Um, let's reflect on last night. George says, shameful. Is that is that the type of words that, that resonates? I think so. Just where the, the club is at the minute, like I'll, I'll highlight the point again that I was making. It has been so disappointing up to now and you lose your manager off the back of that, of course you do. Uh, and, and the feeling around the club, um, it's not a good place to be or it's not an easy place to play but you get this opportunity presented to you in a European fixture against let's be honest Minnows it's an opportunity to restore that wee bit of faith you know to give Steve Davis and Alex Ray and Stevie Smith an opportunity to build on something Sunday and you do the opposite with a performance like Mm. that you wonder where Rangers turn to just now because I think Hugh highlights it perfectly well the new signings have been atrocious, apart from Butland. But the ones that have been there, look at Lundstrom, you know, divides fans. Look at them last night, even Tavernier, Goldson, Davies. I mean, Davies looked a poor signing at the time, but he continues to play. So where did it turn to? And I agree with you, Gordon. What's the harm in giving some of these young players an opportunity? Did you like the George's word of shameful? Uh, and it is correct. Uh, you're talking about a Limassol team who won their first ever trophy, their first ever league last season, who last night won their first ever European match. Without being derogatory, they are in there in that group as cannon fodder, or they were supposed to be cannon fodder. They're there to make up the numbers. And last night, Rangers made them look good. And these and these fixtures, we, we sometimes see upsets, but it's at the beginning of the season. You know, look at Brendan Rodgers with Lincoln mm. Redimps and you can go back to qualifiers and you go, OK, players haven't gelled. But when it gets to October and you're in the group stages, the real business, you cannot be putting in performances like that last what, night. What in particular was shameful, George? I just, uh, I like the word because it's it's strong and I think it probably speaks um, for a lot of Rangers fans. But what in particular? For each other, they they were all just running about like headless chickens. They do not deserve to wear that jumper with the RFC badge on it. Uh, honestly, I think they should be donating their wages for the actual grismal stuff we had to watch. Yeah, I mean, Mark, it just seemed like one of those performances that I had everything bad about it. You know, yeah. because this season we've done a lot. Of examination, you know, what's the style? Is it gelling? Is this player underperforming? But when you then can't really see any of that stuff, which has been the case, but you also can't really see any sort of effort or design. And I, I know that's an easy thing. I'm not saying players go out there and don't try because you'll tell me that they do. And I, I actually fully accept that. But all the Rangers fans, 
just watching last night feeling just looked like a soft touch all round. Just lack direction. And look, that's not me having a go at who's in charge because it's very difficult going from... When did Bill get sacked? Sunday, was that something like Sunday that? Sunday night. Sunday yeah. to Thursday and, and make any sort of impact. But it looked like a squad of players um, lacking direction, lacking desire. But I, I, I hate seeing that because I've been there. You know, I've played in some terrible performances myself. St Mirren with Celtic 4-0 and fans labelled that. I mean, I, I was thinking, no, well, I, I was trying, but I, I, there was something about that night that just everything fell to pieces. And Rangers find themselves, or the Rangers players find themselves at a place just now that's it's a real troubling time in their career and it's going to make them or break them. Let's bring Donald in and get his thoughts. Donald, your fellow Rangers fan described it as shameful last night. What what sort of words spring to mind for you? Well, it's obvious that we don't have a full-time manager. We have an appalling performance and weak results. But more importantly, right now is the time for the chairman of Rangers FC board to come out and tell fans what they're doing about it, what their plans are, where we're going to sort out the problem of recruitment in this all every summer, every transfer window. It's up to Rangers board, the chairman, to come out and give us some degree of comfort because after all, Rangers fans put money into the club and if they are not able to do that, then they're not doing the responsibility as chairman and, his, and directors of the club. The board are there to pick the, chief, the, the, the to pick the manager, and they've done that. It has not worked out. Therefore, they're responsible for sorting the next issue out, which is finding the next manager and his team. And if they're not able to do that, they can step down. Someone else will do it. It's up to the board. That is what they're for. Yeah. But this is the problem, isn't it, Donald? Because the previous manager's fingerprints are all over this summer's recruitment. So whoever comes next is going to have to get a tune out of Cyril Dessers and Sam Lammers and co. Chairman and board are responsible. There's no point in kidding ourselves that that's what they're there for. It's not some kind of, it's not a kind of jobs for the boys kind of thing. They're di- directors of Rangers Football Club. The chairman is the chairman of Rangers Football Club. He is expected or she is expected to do this. Can you imagine this at any other organisation? Well, I think, Donald, if you consider the fact that uh, while they are looking for the successor to Michael Beale, there has to be an element of confidentiality. Clubs Ooh. don't discuss their business out in the open like that. I do understand that John Bennett, once the new manager has been appointed, might find it within himself to speak directly to the Rangers supporters. Michael Beale was clearly the wrong appointment. That's down to the Rangers hierarchy. The recruitment was always going to be the defining factor where this season was concerned and Michael Beale's recruitment was awful. And again, that's down to the Rangers board because they appointed him. But until such times as Michael Beale's successor comes into the club, John Bennett and uh, James Bisgrove are entitled to that confidentiality. Once the appointment is made and it's public knowledge, then you're correct. They are entitled after the months and months of farcical goings-on. They are entitled to speak to the fans. Mark, it just feels like listening to Donald, listening to the other Rangers fans, that there's a a real worry set in here because they don't feel that oh, we'll get a new manager in and this will all be fine. So kind of worried about what that looks like yeah. because it, the new players, it's very difficult 
not impossible Maybe it's getting close to impossible For some To see how they Turn this around I mean can, can you Can you envisage a scenario Where Somewhere in the future Serial Dessers Is a Rangers success story Who recovers from a bumpy start Um Look, that's a, that's a hard one to answer because we're witnessing him just now and he, he looks so far off it that that seems hard to envisage. But look, he, he was brought to the club for a reason. Michael Beale, and not only Michael Beale, there must have been some sort of discussions with his recruitment staff because Michael, I know we think Michael Beale did everything, but he must have had staff to chat over. They must have agreed that it was a player. So oh, perhaps, for sure, but it's just but, so difficult when he speaks saying that. You know, I went and looked these guys in yeah. the eye and all that stuff. Oh, without doubt, it's hard to see just now, but the difference a new manager could make, who knows? The problem is, I think with Donald, look, you can't sack the board and keep sacking the board every managerial appointment to get wrong, but I think the worry for the Rangers fans is just now is who selects this next manager and then going forward, when the January window comes round, new players will have to be recruited again, no doubt about that. Who picks those players and what I mean is the full structure behind James Bridgegrove, from James Bridgegrove to the first team manager just is non-existent. And I think it's been highlighted this week and it's left the club in a, a terrible position. Thank you, Donald. Good time for you to get your thoughts in. Do you agree or disagree with what you are hearing? It's 01419511025 and we'll try and get you on next. The voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, and for those of you watching in the live stream, I'll be the engineer is underneath <laughs> the desk. Do not be alarmed. It's not what it looks like. He's down there fixing my computer. Honestly, I was wondering why you're smiling it through is, that break. He is fixing the computer, or he's trying to. I tell you what, me and Hugh has got a great view, haven't we? Hugh? He's built oh, yeah. Don't get that in the camera. <laughs> anyway, right away. He needs to get is the number you need. Uh, get Honestly, a razor to that This place uh, You can tweet us at Clyde SSB And let's bring in a caller Before we say anything else That we regret Richard is in Stevenson Richard how do you feel As a Rangers fan Tonight oh, uh, Good evening panel And thanks very much For having me on this evening Pleasure um, If you don't mind I'll, I'll first of all Pick up a couple of points That you've said First of all Right, Richard, the line's a bit ropey. There's something about Dessers in there. We'll get. Let's try and get Richard cleared up a little bit. Um, it's never going to be good, is it? Though. Well, well, that's that's the thing. There's now not really a divide, is there? And He's it, the whipping boy. Yeah, justifiably or. Well, you always have to be careful. That stuff doesn't cross a line, I guess. Exactly. But how many times he played for Rangers? Seven, eight, nine, uh, and even last night, you know, he's offside. He, he could have been the hero with a goal, but it's offside. Um, he does seem to be taking an awfully long mm. time to, to come round to the club. Likewise, Lammers, and we, we we go back to it, somebody looked into Michael Beale's eyes and decided that Michael Beale was the right manager. I think we've got Richard back. Richard, something about serial Dessers, I guess it wasn't going to be good. Uh, no, okay, so you, you made a couple of points yourself. Um, somebody has to get a tune out of Dessers. I'm, I'm saying basically that's impossible. You, you could bring any manager in and that's not going to happen. doesn't suit anything that Rangers do. It should never be in a Rangers top. Um, you also said that, do we think they could maybe be a success story and could we look further down the line? No, it's not happening. Absolutely not. Happen. Are these guys done as far as you're concerned? 
he's, he's absolutely shambolic. He might as well be Philip Sebo 2.0. He's that bad. I mean, look at the one. There was an attack into the box yesterday, right? And he's jumped, tried to kick it and header it at the same time. I've seen amateur football players better in the box than him. He's an embarrassment. Why he's wearing a Rangers top, I will never know. It's honestly, it's I, I can't handle it anymore. I'm in a WhatsApp group, right? Every single day, pelters, absolute pelters, <laughs> and I, can, I honestly can't handle it anymore. I can't dispute Rangers have Richard. I can't dispute that uh, you know that he's been a failure so far, but. Do you not have to give whoever is the new manager the benefit of the doubt that he might, just might, be able to get something out of Dessers? Hugh, I completely see where you're coming from, right? And and I and I hope, I will hold out a wee bit of hope that that will happen, right? But we've seen this guy playing. The only strength that he's got is his physical strength, and that is it. He's got no pace, he's got no touch, he's got no finishing ability. It's an absolute embarrassment, honestly. I mean, I I don't know who Rangers bring in, but Rangers right now is a poison chalice, and I very much doubt there's many people who want to put their name in the hat and say, I'll do it, I will take that on, and I'll turn it round, because I can't see any names that could do it. Mm. Mark, as for, on, on, on Dessers, and again, like Hugh said, he's become a bit of a whipping boy, um, so try not to go overboard, but interesting what Richard says there, I think sometimes you get players so you can at least see what, their skill set is meant to be And it doesn't quite pan out I, and maybe this is where you can tell me That I'm uneducated I've never really been able to understand Like, like what that was Because Richard mentions physical strength But I don't. he's not He's not majorly strong Where you think well, this guy's an absolute unit And can ragdoll defenders yeah. There certainly doesn't seem to be any pace there Clearly not You know, not like a kind of predator in the box Obviously not overly skillful um, You know yeah, yeah, I understand what you mean. Like, what, uh, what's what's the strength? What what's the asset? What 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 box is he meant to tick? Because we accept that players can be off form, but what type of I, player is he meant like to I would, be? I would probably then go back to the first game of the season to try and answer your question and what Michael Beale thought he was. And remember, against Kilmarnock, Rangers went direct. They went up to him and tried to get Sima and around him. Now I can only imagine that Michael Beale played that way because he had mm. a front man that he believed that that's what he was signed for. He, on that day he wasn't physical Kilmarnock found it easy to deal with him And it's followed that path ever since Now Look If a new manager comes in Maybe he plays a different system Maybe he gets someone closer to him Maybe he, I, I don't know That suits Dessers more But he's certainly not helped mm. themselves But players can turn it around Without going overboard Yes he's been bad Yes the focus is on him Because he's the man leading the line To score the goals To replace Morelos and the problem yeah. is, he's far from that. Richard, what about the guys that have been there for a long time, though, and are supposed to be reliable? I, I would say that they're probably tired. They're tired because they're surrounded by these guys who have been brought in, who are meant to be game changers, who are meant to be the next big thing, and they're going to charge Rangers on, and it's not happened. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you could probably argue that Cantwell and Raskin or two, and obviously Butland. I mean, Butland's just a fantastic signing, and 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 he, and he stopped to talk to the fans. Credit to him. The captain walked past. It's unacceptable. However, um, when when you get folk like Dessers, who's in the box and is is messing up opportunities, Seymour, who's tripping over the ball, it must be exhausting. 
to put in as much effort as you can and see these new guys being an absolute shambles who have been brought in to take the club to the next level and it's not happening. Although again, Richard, I mean, it, it wasn't Seema or Lammers or Dessers who lost their man in the box and let the header go in for the first Limassol goal. It was Goldson. Hi. And and I, you, I listen. You've got me there, uh, unfortunately. But see, at the same time, I mean, I, I, my my view is that we need to start bringing the youth players through, and we need to start building for the future. Because unfortunately, obviously, this year's gone. That this league title's gone. Um, we need to start bringing the young the young guys through. The guys that want to play for the jersey. I mean, Rangers are a massive club, massive, and you've got folk who just look as if they're dragging their heels. You should be running through brick walls for that club. The fans want you to. And they, and they should be doing it. Do you know what I mean? The biggest club in Scotland. And and it just looks as if some of those players don't understand. Don't understand what it is. They've let Stephen Davis down. They've embarrassed him. And, and I genuinely feel for him more than more than anybody else. Where was last night on that embarrassment scale of results? I, I, I know it doesn't really matter you know, whether it's the worst or one of or the, the third worst. But just how bad do, do you feel it was, Richard? I considered leaving my WhatsApp group. Put it that way. Oh, that's serious business, that. <laughs> right. What I mean? Hugh doesn't I've even. No, no. Hugh happened. doesn't know what you mean. No. That's big business, that. Is it? Uh, it's like a, it's like like a resignation. Uh, you can't go issue. back. Ah, oh, you can, but you need to get someone to invite you back, <laughs> and then it's awkward. You need to come crawling back. With your come tail on, between Richard. Your legs. Pull yourself together, man. What do you mean, Richard? Because there are fans of certain other clubs in there, and you're getting a hard time. Well, you could say that. Aye, you could say that. My cousin certainly supports another team, and he he's he's enjoying sticking the boot in, and it's hard to take. It's hard to week in week out. Do you know what I mean? Aberdeen, that was bad. That's why you can intensify really this week. I mean, I, I you know I, I go back to it. Twelve o'clock Sunday, Paisley. The whole thing could intensify. Rangers are looking for a manager, and they they don't want to. Have to say to the manager Well actually It's even worse than it was Before we spoke to you last week You wouldn't, you wouldn't hand pick Paisley To go to either No I don't mean generally no. As no, I don't mean to the people of Paisley I mean for Rangers In their yeah. current um, Current yeah. predicament Not Mark. an easy place to go um, It just the feels like, Is it in danger of unravelling fast Because for a while The biggest problem Rangers fans had There for a short period Was that They were winning But the performances yeah. Weren't good enough Yeah that seems like a lifetime ago Because all of yeah. a sudden You're losing three goals At home to Aberdeen And losing Remember Rangers kicked off This group with a win Against Betis yeah. This club in recent seasons Has somehow managed To find something On European nights Well they found something Last night One of the worst performances yeah, The fans yeah. have seen There has been The goalkeeper apart And we always get The goalkeeper Because he's outstanding There has been An implosion Experienced players New arrivals Whoever they are there has been an implosion. Mm, thanks, Richard. What about and just keep us up to speed on that WhatsApp group? Who will not be able to sleep tonight? Not on the outcome. John is in Cumbernauld. John, uh, how do you feel? How does it feel being a Rangers fan this week? It's uh, as bad as it's ever been, and um, you know my concern is it doesn't look as if it's going to get any better anytime soon. Um, the point I wanted, a couple of points I wanted to make. The first was um, to kind of. Go a bit further on the youth players the previous call I was making. You know, if I'm a if I'm a top youth player with Rangers right now and I'm not getting anywhere near that first team, I, I ain't signing a new contract. I ain't getting holding out any hope. And um, you know, we've got the way I always look at it is you've got your your first eleven, you've got your backup eleven, and then you've got your youth players. If any of them are pulling their weight, you'd go get these young players in. See if Davis had had grabbed Essers yesterday to start. Um, put anybody in. 
I, I would have backed him, you know, if he'd put that young boy Rice in. There's, there's boys there that, you know, Steele came out and was ranting and raving about Rice. Well, that's brilliant. You're not going to do any time. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, I, in terms of the new manager, I'd be looking at all the candidates and saying, who out of the candidates is, is brought through the mess with players? Because we ain't going to be getting rid of these players. Maybe it's going to be Chandler Dorn to buy Dessers or Lammers or any of these players next summer. So you're stuck with them. So the only chance I can see in the near future is to turn to, the, uh, turn to youth players. What about, so, so who, who's not pulling their weight? Who, who are the ones that you've, you've lost patience with, John? And it's Dessers, right? Absolutely, without a doubt. Lammers, you look on, there's something there. He's sometimes got a tidy touch. But he's not really in the game for me. Um, I thought Lundstrom was really poor last night. He looked really, really slow. And you've got that young boy sitting centre midfield ready to come on. Seema actually thought that was one of his better games. The good thing about Seema is he plays... Like, I was at the PSV game, and I remember about 10 seconds before he scored, we were like, ah, he's hopeless, get him off. <laughs> and then next thing, he sticks it right in the tap bag. So it tapped in, you know what I mean? So at least he's playing poorly and contributing to numbers. Dessers and Lammers for me have done nothing. Do you know what I mean? What's Dessers scored a penalty and a deflection? Two um, deflections. Seems to be always offside. So I'm into the youth, and, and, and I'd be looking at the new managers and saying, right, what one has got a, a track record of bringing in and breeding youth players because that's where you make mm-hmm. the most money. I know as Rangers and Celtic, your, your most money you're going to make is bringing in these youth players, 17, 18, 19 year old, giving them a chance and then, you know, you sell them for a lot of money down south. Um, so that that's my mm-hmm. main concern. In all probability. I do wonder who if Seema shouldn't, should stop being lumped in with some of the others because he's actually yeah, contributing yeah. more than, yeah. than some. Yeah, he, he he looks as if there's a player in there night. somewhere. The only problem is he's the lone player. He's yeah. the one you don't well potentially yeah. don't have for Great a long period property. of time. In all probability, Sunday will be Stephen Davis's last go at it because you'd expect that over the international break, Rangers will appoint their new manager. So if Stephen Davis is in agreement with the callers tonight, we'll find out in Paisley. But he knows that that one game may have the possibility of worsening Rangers' situation in terms of the championship. Everything goes back to Celtic tomorrow against Kilmarnock. Will, will they actually set up that scenario? But it's Stephen Davis's last go at it with Alec Ray. And if they are of the opinion you're better off with the young than those who have cost big money but have not delivered, now is the chance for him to do it. I think it's a perfect opportunity for Stephen Davis and Alex Ray to, to really put their own stamp on it because what have they got to lose really? Hugh's right. Well there's a tweet from Joyful Davis has to change the back four change the captain um, fans will back him if it looks like there's an effort being made to change things the- uh, Yeah, I, I can understand that I think fans would understand that because they're sick and tired of what they've seen since the start of the season and it, it just came to a, a tipping point last night and listen to the calls we've had four of them already saying that they're up to their eyes with the same performances from the same people. So it's an opportunity to go and and give some of these young guys a chance. I mean, I think Rangers historically have had a real problem with progressing youth through well throughout the years, recent years. Now Nathan Patterson is the exception to that. There's no doubt that's the model. Get them in, play them big games. Exceptional player, sell them for a lot of money. But apart from that. I mean, King got a shot last season, but he's quickly at the team and it's the same old Goldson and Davies mm. again. 
Where is the youth coming through at Rangers? It's a, an issue they've had for many years, not just under Michael Beale. John, are you worried that simply changing the manager actually doesn't fix this, or you still got a bit of faith with the right appointment? I feel I feel really sorry for the new manager, whoever he is. I mean, you're coming into that, and you know January's a hard window. Do you know what I mean? It's it's hard to get decent players in. So I, I would be I would I, I wouldn't fancy it. You know, if I was offered it. Um, you know, and I, I think the, the one name that I'm actually dead against is actually Lampard. I, mean, I don't think he's got a track record of doing well, but I think maybe the reason why Rangers are looking at him is because he did do well when he was actually forced to play the youth when they had the, the transfer ban with Chelsea. He actually done all right considering he couldn't spend any money. It was actually when they gave them all the money that it kind of went downhill for him. Well, you know, I look at all of the names who have been mentioned. Speculatively, and I'm not sure if you would find unanimity among the Rangers fans with regard to Frank Lampard or Scott Parker, who appeared from nowhere this morning, uh, Philippe Clement, former Monaco and Club Bruges manager, but currently not working. I'm not sure that you'd get 100% agreement with any of them. Thank you to John. Let me run this past you before we go any further. We've got a rollover on Monday because the last call we made on Make Me A Winner went straight to voicemail so we could make you a winner of £102,000 when we make another call but you do need to be in the draw to state the obvious so text YES to 61025 Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate You can enter at Clyde1.com and online entries are £2 as well or you can call 0330 and the calls are charged at a standard rate it is over 18s only and all the rules for this network competition are online so entries since Nuria won on Thursday have rolled over but if you fancy getting involved please do if you get the call from us after 3pm on Monday answer within 5 rings say make me a winner straight away and the £102,000 would be yours but you have to be in it text yes to 61025 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish Football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans are here Don't ask me what they're doing together on a Friday I know it's throwing me off as well But they are and they're taking your calls on Predominantly last night's Rangers game But if there's anything else you want Please get your thoughts over Katie McGowan says It was dreadful last night We should be careful what we wish for Getting rid of Sakala and Cholak for worse men Didn't think Lammers had a touch second half Totally scunnered Says Katie On Twitter Or X I'll never get used to that I'm sorry um, But you can tweet us Or X us Or whatever X's. it is um, <laughs> Whatever that is um, Matondo says Growing rumours The new manager will be Lampard That won't go down well with fans The board are taking us backwards You can tell that last night was really bad Hugh Because we're sort of Not really talking about the managerial hunt no. It's like that can just wait for another hour or two Whilst we vent That seems to be the, the mindset of the Rangers fans There's always an element of shock Attached to a, a result of the, the magnitude of last night's result As I say Pedro Cachina Losing to the fourth best team in Luxembourg uh, the management team, the interim management team of Steve Davis and Alec Ray losing to the third best team in Limassol, not just the third best team in Cyprus, the third best team in the city where they play. Um, that shock element has to subside. And then I think after the St Mirren game, the, the, the focus will really be on James Bisgrove and the board. Who's it going to be? When is it going to be? And 
all of the fans are watching, scrutinising a board who got it wrong with Michael Beale, badly wrong. The performance last night, Jason, in Wisher, how, how bad are we talking here? In your mind, how bad was that? It was shocking. It was absolutely heartbreaking to watch. Is did you did you starting to see these things coming, or was that still a shock last night? If that makes sense, did did you did you fear the worst, or was that still you know way worse than you thought it was it was going to be? To be honest, I thought we could have maybe at least get a result with it. I didn't think it was as bad, but then after half time and then it just watching it unfold, I just I just couldn't believe it. But I just my point was I, I really don't think that uh, I don't the manager what manager we bring in I don't think it's going to fix it. I think the signings that we've made are absolutely shocking and everybody just looks lost in the park and it. And it's just bad days when your goalkeeper is the the one that's out speaking to people and and things like that. I, I just think it, it's dreadful. It's heartbreaking as a Rangers fan. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not nice to watch. There's no other course of action, though. I mean, the Rangers have to appoint a new manager. That manager has to look at Dessers and Lammers and all the rest and see if something can be done. And he has to be given the benefit of the doubt until it is shown beyond all doubt that they're not up to it the, Rangers. The, for some people that, that point's been reached though clearly yeah but again there's nothing Rangers can do they have to persevere with these players they're stuck with them Dessers was £4.5 million it's also nearly 29 years of age yeah. so there, there's not really, you know there's not, certainly not real, there wouldn't be scope for a sell-on if he was being successful mm -hmm. um, so you feel like he's going to have to just kind of knuckle down and, oh, yeah, and try yeah. and get a tune out of him I mean what more can you do when you get to the January window? You can try and wheel and deal and see if you can get them out, or if not, persevere with them. But there's nothing more. Rangers have to appoint a manager. They can't go on with interim managers. They have to appoint a full time manager, and he has to see what he can do with that squad until he can get to the January window and see who he can bring in and who he can get rid of. Mm, Jason, what what was heartbreaking about it? To use your word, it just well, we've been chasing everything for so long, and then at the start of the season, it looked like we're doing well. Celtic could beat, and it looked like it was going to be easy for us. But see, now it's nothing that's struggling for. I, I genuinely don't think that we're going to win anything this season at all. And the thing is, is yeah, you were right about bringing in a, a new manager, but. Which, which the fight should be there than now. We should be showing it after games, just after games that we beat four one after Aberdeen, showing them that a response and there's just nothing. It's just so. What, what's a new manager going to do? You know what I mean? We should be fighting the now. We should be showing every single game that there should be a response and there isn't. It's just it's just keep doing and it's just like nah. Well, just the next game, the next game. It should be the now. It shouldn't be the next game. You think those players let Stephen Davis down last night? Absolutely, absolutely. At least the likes of a new manager comes in as well. They should be at least trying to show, like, when we're going to fight for him. I mean, he's a true blue. He is a Rangers man. We should have at least try to fight for him. But it wasn't. It was just the same stuff again, and it was a huge doing. And it's no fair for the travelling support that travelled all the way over there and got nothing. Do you know what I mean? Um, and the, the disappointing thing, if you're Stephen Davis, Mark, is probably not that it was the same again. It was arguably worse, considerably yeah. worse. You could say. Yeah, but I, I think it shines more a light on the the players and him as a a potential manager going forward in his career. Sunday to Thursday is no time at all. 
Um, Jason on the line says that he, he, Stephen Davis is Rangers at heart. He's had a fantastic career. The players should have reacted to him. They should have gave him a performance. So it puts them in a worse light that they couldn't drag themselves um, to the standards required to play for Rangers. Now, that's the worrying thing because a lot of the, the focus in these past six weeks has been the new signings. But I think it was you or Hugh rightly mentioned that the guys who have been there over the course and distance and took Rangers to a Europa League final and, and won the league a couple of years ago are starting to wilt as well. And when you've got a mixture, a new signings and, and the old signings not turning up, it's leading one way. But what do you do when you've got a squad of 25 players? Let's ask John then. John, where is your balance of blame, if you like, the recruitment or existing old guard players who are starting to let you down? Well, that was my point to um, your producer. The recruitment, who's done the recruitment? Does any of your guys know who's done the recruitment? Because I don't know who's done the mm. recruitment. Well, actually, actually, I think Michael Beale, ha- yeah. but like he did on many topics, was very open and very public to say that he played a major part in it this year. And Michael Beale was the same guy that says no longer that um, his guys need to step up to the mark. I think it was only a couple of weeks ago he'd made a comment to the media that his guys have got to step up to the mark, which still hasn't happened. But as your previous caller says, there's no fight in the team. Even when you get two new guys and two two Rangers men, um, and last night, I didn't see the game last night as I was travelling back for holiday, but I, there was just no heart, no fight there either. That's so, the type of result that ruined your holiday, John, isn't it? Well, I was coming back, uh, but I think the guy next to the game with the flu because he was coping and sneezing and <laughs> the whole way playing there. John, John's a nightmare. Yeah. Imagine getting coughed and sneezed on, and then you find out your team have lost. Aris <laughs> We're already having the holiday blues coming John's back. Having a nightmare. Oh, there, night, there is a, a level of opposition against whom you should not be losing, and Aris Limassol come into that category. Now, I don't blame Steve Davis and Alec Ray. Steve Davis was watching the last day of the Ryder Cup in Rome on Sunday and finds himself managing Rangers in a European tie on Thursday. I blame players who have lost their way to be generous, imploded to be highfalutin about it, but who have, whether they're new in or been there for years, have collapsed. The form has collapsed. The Aberdeen game was an unmitigated disaster and the loss to Limassol was even worse. John, I hope the cold clears up soon. That was John on the line, which takes us up nicely to time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. There is always time for a bit of light competition at this time of the night. If you want to play Beat the Pundit against Mark or Hugh, you have to dial 01419511025 before 7 o'clock. You could be up next. Let's hear from you. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Don't be alarmed at the sight of Mark Wilson. It is still Friday. It is still the weekend. <laughs> We just so happens that we've let him in here on a Friday night So get your thoughts over to us It's been, let's say, frustration We'll leave it there, that's a euphemism Frustration from the Rangers fans so far I suspect there's still time for more of that Celtic fans, you've had an extra day then To get over 
uh, Lazio What did you make of it? Mark Wilson was there He was an eyewitness He can share his thoughts with you Because it now becomes about Sort of bouncing back And trying to beat Kilmarnock at home Tomorrow So get all your thoughts in please And we will play this first Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The ScottishSun.co.uk Slash football Okay Beat the pundit time With Andy and Royston How are you Andy? How are you? I'm not bad Have you ever played before? I play every night I always get, I, get every, I get every answer right after you tell them But I've never won the show going. I'm going to need to specify I'd, Yeah, I meant on the show Which is a debut <laughs> never, for Andy um, You're a Celtic fan, Andy How are you feeling after the other night? I'd, I'm a bit disappointed um, I'd, my, my view on it I was going to phone I actually was phone the show But from my view on it Really it was about um, my, my takeaway from it was I know we always go on about um, Never stopping and playing to the end But I just felt the other night there might have been a wee bit of approach of a more level head with last five minutes because the, the the significance of a draw might have been really important the other night um, in, in the table. So I don't know if Carter Vickers taking the ball down to that point and trying to press forward mm. rather than maybe just clearing my lines and, and, and accepting a draw. But we'll play it in the test of time to see if that point's going to be important or not. Yeah, I think the Brendan Rogers point, wasn't it? If you're not, if you can't win it, certainly don't lose it. But that's a good rule for Beat the Pundit as well. Yeah. Dig in, take it to a tiebreaker if you can. Heads, it will be Hugh Keevans. Tails, it will be Mark Wilson. I leave the studio for one night. I leave you and, and Cameron point. in charge for one night. He's nicked to 50p. And I'm not making any accusations. Here's a man that always carries cash. But serious, Purely because he's not got Apple well, Pay on his phone. By the way... <laughs> A two-pound coin, no less. A shilling from Hugh Evans. <laughs> what a man of class he is. Now let's see if I can master the toss with a different weight. Don't Whoa. lose that for me. Uh, let's see what we've got tonight. Him. And it's tails. What does that mean? You? Me? Hmm. Okay. Obviously, you're in the tails seat. Uh, him, right. Good luck, seconds, Andy. Andy, what we'll do is give give Mark some greatest hits radio to listen to. And we'll get your clock ready. I'll steal Hugh Keevan's pen as well. Uh, Andy, you've got 30 seconds. Answer as many as you can. Pass if you don't know the answer, OK? Yep. Good man, your time starts now. Newcastle's Sean Longstaff was on loan at which Scottish club earlier in his career? Aberdeen. Who was the current manager of Wraith Rovers? Pass. Name two Scottish clubs John Sutton played for. Motherwell, Dundee. Who's got more Scotland caps, Jim Layton or Craig Gordon? Layton. Well, who do Rangers face next in the Europa League? Uh, pass. Jock is the mascot of which Scottish Premiership team? Oh, pass. How many points are both Hamilton and Falkirk on going into tomorrow's match? Oh God, it's nineteen. We're going to need to get Falkirk fan producer John off these questions seriously every night. I'll give him away with one a week, but my goodness, let's bring Mark Wilson back. Yeah. Can you hear us okay? Loud and clear wow, that, Whatever you were listening to was loud I could hear it, yeah. it coming Debbie, back. Debbie Harry But Hugh does the same as Roger He doesn't take his headphones off Either To I, hear I, I, Gordon love the, the I love the music He likes the element He's just a bit He doesn't like listening to me he I like looking at Gordon Dale's eyes And try to put him off Said with no the level Ever, ever. <laughs> I, I can't put <laughs> By the way A lot of people said that to him He's been out he's <laughs> been Looking at his eyes And put him off He's been out and about On the school run today Right Multiple people I mean that Multiple people I know Have contacted me today To say that they've spotted him On the Thinking about the school On the school run 
Um, and the company was keeping and stuff, asking me who he was with and all. He's he's, a, he's honestly he's a local celeb. I can't I can't go through a day without He'll people asking about him. If I saw him at school gates, I know who I'd be phoning. You know what he loves? He loves people going up and speaking to him. So if you see him at the school gates, he he tells me he thrives yeah, he really on does. that. He really enjoys it. Love it. Um, anyway, Mark, are you ready? Yeah. Same set of questions. Your time starts now. Newcastle's Sean Longstaff was on loan at which Scottish Aberdeen. club early in his career? Who is the current manager of Wraith Rovers? Ian Murray. Name two Scottish clubs that John Sutton played for. St Mirren. Oh, mother. Sorry, two. Who's got more <laughs> Scotland caps, Craig Gordon or Jim Layton? Uh, Jim Layton. Who do Rangers face next in the Europa League? Uh, Sparta Prague. Jock is the mascot of which Scottish Premiership team? Pass. How many points are both Hamilton and Falkirk on going into tomorrow's match? <laughs> I know this. I t- t- twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Not eighteen. I know it's wrong right, here, okay. but listen, that, that, that Falkirk question again because of I John. Know, honestly, well, to be fair, we should not criticise producer Falkirk John podcast. too much because what about those iron brew flavoured jelly oh, babies? Yeah. They're lovely, aren't they? The break? We can't hold them up, can we, for advertising reasons? Ah, can yeah, we? Of course, Aye. other. Sweet manufacturers are available, but they are. They are <laughs> None more so than millions of jelly babies. He claims you only get them in a certain petrol station. Iron Brew. And that's why he brings them. Oh, really? In. That's what he says. But anyway, they are good. Millions um, from, is that from Greenock? His Falkirk know? questions are not so good. Um, anyway, you both fell for the trap, didn't you? Newcastle's what? Sean Longstaff. Sean, not his brother. Oh, no. Sean was at Kilmarnock. Oh. The other one. Was at Aberdeen And they say the same He did Did he uh, So it's nil-nil The manager of Wraith Rovers is Ian Murray one nil. Mark Wilson uh, John Sutton Or handsome John Sutton As he should be known Played for Motherwell Of course And then take your pick St Mirren, Hearts, Wraith, Morton St Johnson, Dundee You both managed to dig out two So it's 2-1 to Mark You both got Jim Layton It's 3-2 to Mark uh, But I'm afraid Andy Rangers do face Sparta Prague So it goes 4-2 to Mark I don't know You're not done I'm yet back. though Jock the Jambo ah, Really? Apparently. Jock the Jambo I know, I, 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 What is it? In terms of a mascot? A dog or something I don't know Jock the Jambo Jock the look. dog It used to be a big Yeah it is a dog Yeah There you go <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> mascot knowledge Is bang on um, It used to be a heart though Didn't it? Uh, uh, I don't know So as of 2019 they were. I can see a story. They were looking for someone to fill the Jock the Jambo suit, apparently. So, um, and they actually took applications, looking to for add a mascot. The transfer window. Yeah, of course. They should have went to Gordale. He knows a few He's mascots. Mascot, man. Right. Uh, none of you got it right. Uh, Hamilton and Falkirk. This is the one to remember, right? See if you're struggling to get to sleep tonight and you're looking for that boring piece of information to just tip you over the edge. Twenty-two. Twenty-two points. Oh. I said 20 yeah. Then changed to 18 Right okay. Andy, Andy, yes, Andy Andy He's done you I'm afraid They've done well Well done Mark You know I was listening to a caller earlier on And he said um, I can't believe I never get the The fixture for the biggest team Next fixture for the biggest team In Scotland I let myself down <laughs> Well done Mark <laughs> Well done Andy 01419511025 Is the number that you need You needed that to be fair I can You've enjoy my weekend mate hopeless. After that you have been hopeless. I was getting to the stage where, see, when I first joined the show and beat the pundit, was I think I used to get nervous, really nervous going into it. And I was getting to that stage again because I'd been so poor. But I'm back, back with a bang. <laughs> Do you think it's easier when you don't have your without usual doubt, sidekick without d- doubt. distracting you? Because he just, uh, he he puts me off, he does put me off. He intentionally wants me to lose. And I do feel the heat after his big red coat sitting beside me. 
Anyway, uh, you'll be reunited with him tomorrow. David is a Rangers fan. David, a lot's been said tonight about how things are. How do you feel? Um, absolutely gutted um, as a Rangers fan, but um, not surprised, to be honest with you. This is what happens when we have fan pressure. Ross Wilson was disliked by the Rangers fans, got ousted for the club. Then we started shouting like Michael Beal was the brains behind Gerrard, so we bring him in, we get rid of Gio. And then the board listen to fan pressure and, and they're back to where we are. Um, the biggest mistake I think Michael Beal made during during the pre-season friendlies, he played the players that he was trying to sell and see they playing the players that he was trying to gel together as a team. Going to playing two wide players to go to playing three up front, a condensed front three, just doesn't suit Rangers. And then when we start signing and, and making recruitment, whether it's Michael Beal or other folks making the recruitment decisions, there's no really any competition for places. You know, Barisic was getting pushed with Bassey. Um, the young lad, Devine, was pushing um, uh, Tavernier at the back, etc., etc. There's too much given um, places in the team. And I've heard some of the callers speaking about Dessers. I've been back to Ibrox since Dessers arrived. I've watched him three times. And I'm going to be honest with you. Somebody says, oh, I see Butland giving his talk away. My daughter's 14-year-old and she's got much more movement as a female footballer than, than Dessers has got. And she said, I wish he would give his top, his socks, his shinies, his socks and his boots away. So that's telling you his movement's terrible. It doesn't, nowhere near. And we can always say, I heard you saying, give him a bit of time a couple of weeks ago to sell into Scottish football. He's had, a, he's had more than more. Mm. Than more. Um, and I, just to be honest with you, if, if we're going to keep on bowing down to fan pressure, now I, I'm a great believer Football is a business and you know, and there's not a lot of commodity in Scottish football. There's not a lot of commodity in Scottish football. But if we're going to bring Frank Lampard into the be the Rangers manner, that's that's getting brought in because of the pool, because of the name, not because of his credentials. Just let me go back to that that you keep saying about, you know, bowing down to fan pressure. That makes it sound like you don't agree with the decision, David. Have I got that wrong? I didn't actually agree with Van Bronckhorst going, to be honest with you. Um right, what about what about Michael Beale? And the same, you know, if, if, what I'm saying is, if Michael Beale was solely responsible, responsible for the recruitment, yes, he's got to answer to that. There's three, four players there he's brought in, and to be honest with you, they're not even the standard, that they're nowhere near the standard that was there last year. I'm a great believer he got rid of the wrong player. He got rid of Scott Arfield. I'd have kept Scott Arfield, who was very rarely injured, and he kept Ryan Jack. In a couple, a couple of weeks' time, we've injured again. And, and, and we chase our tails with that. Ryan Jack's not the answer. When I went to the last game, we're playing a holding midfield three against Livingston at home. Holding three midfielders against Livingston at home. And that's not the disrespect to Livingston, but at Ibrox, we should be thrusting forward. In my eyes, Hadji should be back. Young lad Lowry should have built a team around him. I've watched him a couple of times at Hearts, and he's inspirational. Now that Stephen Naismith's back and he's not playing so much, I think McAvoy liked him. But I think he's got something different there. He's got more and he's both feet than Lammers and Dessers will put together. All of this points towards the board and James Bisgrove being under tremendous pressure with regard to the appointment of the new manager. I don't think fan power um, brought in Michael Beale. I think that was entirely the fault of those who had conversations with Michael Beale and fell for Michael Beale. And now look where it's landed them. Uh, Van Bronckhurst, I think, was removed by fan pressure, and that's the nature of football. 
One minute he's taking Rangers to a European final and then things go wrong at domestic level and fans want him out. But the decision to appoint Beal was entirely down to the Ibrox hierarchy. They've signed off checks for players like Dessers and Lammers, costing themselves millions of pounds, and now they're in a, a, a fraught position altogether. So they're under tremendous scrutiny, whether it's Frank Lampard or whoever. They have got to get this right. They will start behind Celtic, the new manager and his team, We'll start behind Celtic and we'll have to play catch-up. But if the board and James Bisgrove again appoint the wrong man, well, I shudder to think what David and the rest of the Rangers supporters will do then. Who do you want, David? To be honest with you, the people you just mentioned, they're the signings, they're in four and five-year contracts. It's how do you get rid of these people? Because I just don't see a manager coming in and getting a song out of the players. It'll need to be a miracle worker to come in and do that but I don't think we should be going jumping straight in in the next four or five weeks and appoint the manager I think you have Davis a bit of time to settle down and he needs to, like I think it was Mark Wilson said, bring the youth in let the youth get in and have a bit of a chance surely there'll be a manager in within five weeks from now David I, I, I'll be honest with you I think the season's over for Rangers I think it's over that's, that's the worst Rangers team I've seen and I've seen them coming through the divisions that is the worst team I've seen. Do you think that is the case? Because I saw people saying that on social media. I wonder if that's just like the emotion of, of everything. You re- are they that bad? Seriously? I, I don't think it is the emotions. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Scottish football isn't the greatest. And across 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 the city, Celtic aren't the great, any great shakes either, to be honest with you. I've seen them playing more at more illustrious football than they're playing just now. And that'll be the teething problems that Brendan Rodgers has got to try and get Ange Postagoglu's guys with a hand round the shoulder. So the guys are they've bedded in. They've started to turn the corner. We've not even got on the road yet, and and it's bad. It's my fear is the next person that comes in is going to just get the same treatment as Michael Beale. He'll go he'll go the door because he's not cutting the mustard. Well, the names you've got you've got, got to hit the road. You've got to hit the you've got to hit the ground running at Rangers and Celtic. Mm. And unfortunately, Michael Beale didn't get the chance. If he's done the recruitment, he falls by the sword. Yeah, the he names who the football in there and done the recruitment properly. I think the recruitment has been shoddy. I think it's been very shoddy. I think somebody alluded to saying there that Sima was the best of the bunch and he's on loan. I think it would be having the worst conversation if Butland was in goals because Butland has mm-hmm. been oh, yeah. scoring outstanding since he's came to Ibrox. Yeah, I was just going to say who the names that it does seem to be because it starts as wide as you like. We had all sorts of names getting mentioned, and it does the ones that won't go away would be. Frank Lampard, Kevin Muscat, Philippe Clement, they would be they would be the sort of three I feel like there must be something in that you can't really shake them off. Uh, I think Brendan Rodgers talked up Derek McInnes for the job, but uh, I think very highly of Derek McInnes. I'm not sure that the Rangers supporters will get out of their minds the fact that Derek McInnes once turned down the chance to be Rangers manager. Is, However, it, is it that or is it just that they want someone... Who's perceived to be a, a sort of bigger name? I've not, I've not seen many Rangers fans disagree with Derek McInnes because he turned them down in the and, past. And that's an interesting point that you raise because you get sucked into celebrity. Mm-hmm. Frank Lampard, celebrity. To be fair, lots of Rangers fans don't want him either. Scott Parker. Who, I can only assume that Scott Parker's people, his agent, whoever, has got around the media in Scotland and said, 
put in uh, Scott's name. I, I don't think the Rangers fans will fall for Scott Parker. But uh, Philippe Clement got a pedigree. But after the Pedro Cachinha episode, you know, are you just going to say, oh, well, because he's foreign or whatever, you know, it'll all be all right in the night. It's a very, very precarious task that the, the James Bisgrove and the directors are undertaking. And right now, none of the names that I have heard of, read about, none of them, I think, will excite the Rangers fans. Matt and Pollock, what's on your mind? Oh, shocking. What's on my mind is, think about this. These are the managers when he comes in. See if you bake a cake with the ingredients you've got and it looks rotten, it tastes rotten. The new manager is going to still be using the ingredients that he's going to come into. Absolutely shocking. We talk about the, we it in the papers, the, the senior players, Tavernier, says that we need to step up, we get Michael Beale the sack. It's just as well Michael Beale's a better singer than he is a coach or a manager. But what I'm saying is, get the boys in. Tomorrow Celtic will beat Kermanic 10 points behind. We'll go to Tickman. And he, I like to be fitting in the game sensibly. And I guarantee you, Rangers are poor. I should have put my money on when I saw last night, but I didn't, and I'm raging about that. You get tired. My old the jungle fighter for Pollock. That's what my teams and always told me. Some, I've always had 11 triers and 11 posers. There's people at Ibrooks have gone above their stature because they got to the Europa League uh, final. They think they're better than they These players, you're not telling me that the boys sit out long at Hearts. Like, Lowry, couldn't you do a better job than uh, Lindstrom? We couldn't pass the ball two yards. Lammers is on the park, thinks he's a sand dancer. If I was a manager at training, first thing I would do on Monday morning is get all my players to stick the boot into him. Oh, and get rid of the ball. No, get rid of the ball quick. Because he tries to sand dance. a tippy-tappy. Soon goes on to a tippy-tappy player. I think all that Clyde stuff Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Does not endorse violence In no. the workplace <laughs> all, It should all, be said All that stuff is so Out of touch With what's Great cake analogy though it, Well no I didn't even understand like Especially it. in Bake I've Off I've been season. back on the Bake Aye. Off This week Oh well, yeah I can't uh, beat that Mary Berry won't get The Rangers job oh, either old news Come on It's biscuit week Delia Smith She was good um, Let's be having you I know uh, No the, the, You come back to it Right away Celtic can put pressure on uh, Rangers tomorrow by beating Kilmarnock. Will they? That remains to be seen. On Sunday, Rangers come under the pressure of having lost to Aberdeen, lost to Aris Limassol, and possibly being confronted with a 10-point deficit. Then you get that out of the way, and I think that Rangers then, in the week that follows, will appoint mm. a new manager. I don't think it will go on beyond the international break. The Surely I've done their due diligence this week and in the early part of next week. But by the time we get back here next Friday, I think Rangers will have a new manager. Rangers are like a bad cake, says Matt <laughs> and Pollock. Yeah, yeah. What do you but, think? Well, he's got a point. I, I mean, I'm try I'm sitting here trying to think uh, Rangers were in a worse position because you've got this mix that the manager, who usually takes a flak when results are going poorly, gets the sack. And usually then you'll get a reaction from the supporters coming on and saying, well, thank heavens for that. The manager's away, good riddance. A new manager will come in and transform this side. We've had a host of calls tonight saying that 
whoever the new manager is, they don't believe they can get any tune at the players that are in the building. And that's a big problem we have. So whoever comes in has to get some sort of tune in the short term, but in January has to do a full new rebuild, according to the Rangers fans. It was a Hugh Keevens handshake for Matt and Pollock. You can pick up the phone, Celtic fans. It might be a good time for you to call because we're going to reflect on Lazio through the lens of Kilmarnock tomorrow. Get your thoughts in and we'll give the guys a teaser next as well. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, did you watch Biscuit Week? By the way, what about some of the YouTube stream now? Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevens are here. I have to apologise on behalf of Clyde One Super Scoreboard for Mark Wilson's mic being left on <laughs> and the nation hearing him describing Biscuit Week. Bake off just week. Some, some well, things just overwhelm me. Quite, and it was a good week. It's quite self-explanatory. It's the week in which... You have to bake biscuits. Is it on television? <laughs> yeah, Great British Break Off. There's a different like, theme on? every. You never every know week. when your mic's on or off. Here, I, don't, here. I, don't like, I don't like those programs. Mm. Well, but cooking shows. Yeah, I can't stand it. <laughs> like anything, you are it? miserable. Anything mainstream, he just doesn't like. I know. Cheap, cheap television. Sure anyway, more importantly, cake. more importantly, <laughs> I refresh Twitter during the break, as yeah. you do, and all at once. Yep. Journalists from pretty much every major newspaper in the country, Hugh, yeah. tweeted to say that Frank Lampard will not be the next Rangers manager yeah. and that final interviews will take place next week. I will hazard a what guess. What does your old hacks hat tell you? Yeah, I'll hazard a guess based on 53 years worth at the coalface. They've been briefed by the club and uh, you can take it as read that their information is 100% correct. So I don't know who the next Rangers manager will be, but on the basis of what you've just told us there, it will not be Frank Lampard. What do you make of that, Rangers fans? Mark Wilson, my gut from the calls that we've had over the last week or so is that most, yeah, probably most Rangers fans will be happy to hear that. Not to say they've really got anyone else in mind that they think is an absolute standout, but I, I wasn't detecting a lot of love for the idea of Frank Lampard. No, uh, I think a caller touched on that earlier. Uh, more the the name uh, rather than what he's done in his managerial experience would have probably got him in the mix and maybe even chatting to Rangers because when you look at his recent record and and management, albeit in, you know in a very tough league. It's just not what you require at Rangers at this time. So Rangers require, like I said the other day, in my opinion, somebody with a bit of authority who comes with mm. a, a proven track record of winning and a, and a formula that's attractive. I know that sounds a lot, but that's what they need. Rangers fans, get your thoughts in on that breaking news this evening. We're about to speak to Billy, who's a Celtic fan. Let me quickly give you your question first. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Tackle your customers' spaces with made-to-measure wardrobes. Easy one tonight. I want you to get them all without any wrong answers. That's Ooh. how much I've got belief in you. Ross and Falkirk has sent this one in. Can you name the last eight Scottish managers to win the Scottish Cup? The last eight Scottish managers to win the Scottish Cup. Seriously. Gordon Strachan. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you laughed there. I know. No, no, it was, just, but, it was, it was uh, an interesting yeah. first one to go for. But yeah, okay. 
Mark Wilson. Uh, John Hughes. Yes. One more guess, you? Um, Jim McIntyre. No! Oh, you, you busters! That was a League Cup one. Oh. Uh, oh, Peter Houston. Yes. Good show. Anyway, let's go to Billy, who's a Celtic fan. What's on your mind tonight, Billy? How are we doing, lads? Um, Good. Just, I want to talk about Liam Scales and the overall atmosphere of the game last night. Not last night, uh, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I've always been a fan of Liam Scales since, like, since he signed. And he's been outstanding since since he came back in the squad. He's really earned his place. So now I feel like for when Novotsky comes back, it's kind of his place to earn a game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they won't just throw, throw out Liam Scales. You know, I heard the reception he got from the crowd. You know, one challenge that he made against Lazio on Wednesday in Celtic Park rose to him. He has been an unqualified success uh, under duress because he had to take the place of other players brought in at big cost to Celtic and he's done well. He will fight for his place. But... I tend to think there will be a pecking order involving Carter Vickers, Navarovsky and uh, Lagabielka and Liam will just have to get in there pitching for his place and I think Brendan Rodgers would be daft not to pick him if he thought he was better than either Navarovsky or Lagabielka but I think Navarovsky and Carter Vickers will be deemed the first picks. Mark, what did you make of him? The other night, Liam Scales, you were there. Yeah, thought he was exceptional. And you know why? Because he started a bit shaky. He gave the ball away um, just outside his 18-yard box a couple of times. But to have the bravery in that situation, to continue to take the ball and play those forward passes, everything that Brendan Rodgers wants as a defender. But that tackle that we're just chatting about there, huge, uh, huge block at a, a big time, shows what a good defender he is. Now, I... I agree with you. I said the other night with, with Scales, or, or last week with Scales, that I feel he has to keep playing at the top of his game to even stand a chance of starting. But that, that I think, becomes softer and you get more credit in the bank from your manager and more room for that odd day and still keeping your place when you produce big performances like you did last night. Because you've got Navrotsky, Phillips, Lager, Bielka, Kobayashi's obviously way out of it. But Scales, I think Brendan Rodgers, if he had them all fit tomorrow... I think Skills would still play alongside Carter Vickers. Billy, you've had an extra day to digest it. How, how disappointed are you after Wednesday? Oh, I was I was gutted, to be honest. I was at the game, three-hour three, three hour drive just to concede right at the end. It's just heart-wrenching, to be honest. But what I have noticed is the atmosphere just feels a bit more flat than what it used to be back, like back in the day, say, when we were playing against Barcelona. Like teams like us. Why do you think that is? Do you think the belief that Celtic actually can make Celtic Park a fortress, do you think that's actually gone because of the recent record? T- to be honest, I I was I seen on Twitter, I, it could be completely false, but it was from around when we beat Juventus 4 3 to when we beat Spartak Moscow in 2012. There was one loss in the Champions League group stages, and that was against Barcelona. And we've not won. At home in the Champions League for God knows how long now. Ten years. Yeah, ten years. I did see within that, Hugh, there's actually not been that many winnable sort of home Champions League games in there. However, no. you, you also can't 
you can't argue about it. it it's it's not a fortress you know, the home games in the Champions League for every like Real Madrid or PSG that you can sort of forgive whilst hoping that one day you can give a big team a bloody nose yeah you've got to somehow find a way to beat teams like Lazio at home when Celtic beat Motherwell last weekend uh, Brendan Rodgers referred to Celtic's history of belated goals winning matches and he, he told the players that they had adhered to the club's history by the same token then you have to admit that Celtic used to have an amazing European pedigree the first British club to win the European Cup etc etc now they don't count in Europe they've won one of their last 23 European matches so they are non-runners when it comes to European football and they won't have to bother about it after Christmas is that just cha that Champions League that record? yeah Aye, the group stage Champions League the, the must be yeah, one in twenty three, yeah. Uh, uh, but I mean, European the, the, the stats all you know, twenty eight of thirty four away matches in Europe have been lost by Celtic. They they don't mm. do Europe well. It, it's just you know, and I know that Brendan Rodgers came in on the European ticket partly, uh, but they just don't do Europe well. Just feels Mark like the all it just. It does feel an inevitability that it's going to end in disappointment. I, and yeah. Like, you can't, for instance, right, I don't even really know what I mean by this, but I cannot imagine Celtic sneaking a, sneaking a result in Europe. No. You know, it feels like they have to work really hard for all the goals that they score. It feels like they're bound to give away a soft one. Can you imagine a scenario where a Celtic could actually, you know, bang up against it in Europe, don't play well, but nick a result in the group stage? It just doesn't seem likely. It's been a long time since anything like that happened. Um, even the other night, like, let's be honest, they're comfortable within that game. But can't, you know, can't even hold on for the draw. It just feels like there's always a way of undoing well, it. Look, Celtic Parts became a place... Like, that was the first time I was back for a Champions League game since I played um, because I missed the, the year after where Neil Lennon took them on that great run. Um... There's a nervous energy about the place now, probably backing up Billy's point, where those years pre-2012, there was a real optimism that no matter who came to Celtic Park, the, the, the team would compete and often get a positive result. Now there seems to be a fear for the worst like you're highlighting. Now I think that can transfer onto the players as well. And we still, saw the results that, of that. That's the thing. They still find ways of... They're still competing within the 90 minutes. You don't watch Celtic's Champions League <clears> games and think, oh... This is a mismatch, and they're you know don't belong yeah. on the same pitch there. But the outcome just the never outcome. seems to be yeah, there. Yeah, of course. And that's how do you shift that as a mentality thing? Because when you're talking about ability, okay, these European teams will have one or two players that are head and shoulders above that can command a twenty to thirty million pound or even more, like we seen with the Shakhtar boy last year um, transfer tag. Um, but as a team Celtic compete but they've got to get back to, to winning games we go back through all those years you think Anderlecht coming to Celtic Park and, and beat Celtic and Leipzig and Shakhtar and, and then Lazio those are the games that were bread and butter in my time before my time and I've said before I don't think the Celtic team are worse I think that they could be better individually than some of the teams I played in but men mentally when it gets to the end of games like the other night, I could feel the nervousness coming through the players. It wasn't like they were going gung-ho to win the game. Now, you think back to... God, I, I hate doing this because it sounds like an old player. Now. You think back to the night against Shakhtar in the Champions League and it was at AC Milan where you get those last-minute winners. 
you know, it was because Gordon Strachan's team got a lot of stick, by the way, for playing kind of pragmatic football. But they still threw everything at it to win and we believed we could win it. I don't think that belief's there if at you, the minute. If you make a defensive mistake in the Premiership, you'll probably get away with it if you're mm-hmm. Celtic. But if you make that mistake in Europe, you won't. Uh, I thought that Joe Hart was slow uh, with regard to the first goal, all the, the headers bouncing around the six-yard box. Where's the goalkeeper? He's the one who can lift his arm and do something about it. I thought he was slow. And although Carter Vickers gets blamed for losing possession of the ball for the second goal, Lazio still had a bit of work to do to get it in. And uh, you know Celtic did not defend Carter Vickers' mistake. Two mistakes, two goals, bye-bye. The league table shows no real problems for Celtic, Billy, quite clearly. Um, within those domestic games, there have been moments that it's maybe not quite been that easy to get going or it's taken a while or it's, you know, whatever the case may be, not been as rampant as as we've sometimes come to expect. The visit of Kilmarnock tomorrow, is that is that one that gives you any concern at all? Um, a little bit high because the last time we played them, obviously, were horrendous and it cost because we got beat. But with the home advantage, I think we will get three points. But I hope so because I don't want to waste another three-hour journey. <laughs> yeah, you've got a bit further to come than some. Um, let's say, Mark, like, in the grand scheme of things, Celtic are out to be the best team in the country, which it looks like they're going to be. Certainly listening to the first hour of the show as well from the Rangers fans. So in that regard, it's ticking all the boxes. Are they being the best version of themselves? And that's maybe the bit that Brendan Rodgers will, will want to, to find. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, because I don't think they are. I mean, take away the European game midweek, because I, d- I do think they played well in possession and slower build-up, but showed that they can handle the ball against good opposition. But going back to Fir Park, I mean, we, we watched it for... 80-odd minutes and thought there's nothing coming here before that spark. Now, it's great to have match winners in your team who can step up like Matt O'Reilly and grab that last-minute winner. But there's got to be games, and especially home games, where you start to show some of the form that the fans expect. And it's not been there yet. Um, Particularly at Celtic Park. You know, you've seen it in fits and starts, but never anything... Um, that that lasts any longer than five or ten minutes. So, Celtic fans are still looking for that complete performance. I think Brendan Rodgers is too. Thank you to Billy. Hopefully, it's a nice journey for you tomorrow, Billy. What about you two on this question? The last eight Scottish managers to win the Scottish Cup. You've given me Peter Houston, Gordon Strachan, and John Hughes. John, John Hughes. Hughes. Give me one more guess each. Um, Jim Jeffries. Yes, and Hugh. Jim Jeffries. Far back is that? Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what, we'll get the rest of the answers next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. What a quick show it's been. We're nearly done, but still time for you to get involved. Thank you to Ross and Falkirk for sending tonight's full-time teaser in. Thanks as always to the good folks at Sliding Wardrobe Solutions and East Kilbride for helping us out as well. Looking for the last eight Scottish managers to win the Scottish Cup. You've given me John Hughes, Peter Houston, Gordon Strachan and Jim Jeffries. You're halfway there. Could it be Tommy Burns? Absolutely not. Walter Smith? Yes. What about Bobby Williamson? Yes. (laughs) I'm in fire. So one, two to get. Yeah, two or three, two. 
Uh, two. Right, we'll leave two it there. Ticket. We'll try and get them before the end of the show. Let's bring in Martin, who's a Celtic fan from Falkirk. What's your point, Martin? Hi, hi, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Our pleasure, oh, Martin. Almost. What have you got um, for us? Yeah, so I was at the game the other night there, um, and I, I wasn't at European games for a few years, but I went to the game the other night there. Uh, courtesy of my friend Marco, who got me a ticket, so I wish out to him first and foremost. Um, so, uh, yeah, I feel as though what a lot of pundits are missing. As Celtic's game management in Europe is, is, is not there anymore. I mean, Celtic obviously, Celtic used to be a, a, a fortress back in the got the Martin O'Neill days, your Gordon Strachan days, the Mark Wilson days. <laughs> the Mark, yeah, basically, I, uh, Chad Uri, Mark Wilson, <laughs> hey, hey, um, hey, hey, we've chatted us. <laughs> um, so, I, I think it's the game management side of things, and. If you look at in order to buy, I mean Celtic, they never had that much experience. So when you're playing against these Italian teams, they press at different times. You can see that the Italians knew when to press. Um, I mean years ago, I remember I think it was Scott McDonald scored a last minute winner against AC Milan. I was there. Um, AC Milan were the champions of Europe at that time. That was back when we could compete. I know finances have got a lot to deal with, but I feel as well for Celtic board. Maybe paid for a wee bit more experience in Europe, that ten million pound plus, it would possibly make us more challengeable, more respectable in Europe, if that makes sense. Mm. Mark, what do you think? We've been there um, to spend more money. I mean, that's oh, obviously argument. Or experience, experience. Uh, look, there's, of course, there's an argument when you get to this level and the elite level. People will say that you need people that's played at this level. But then the flip side of that argument was we had a team of people that. Hadn't played at that level either. Um, look, I, I will agree with Martin with the game management. I think Celtic's game management has been poor at times in Europe as well. That uh, you and I chatted about it last year. Remember that Celtic played attacking, attractive football and created loads of chances. However, they created probably double the amount of chances behind them. And maybe there's a I balance. Think, I don't think the stats would back that up, by the way. I think that's the way you feel about it. But I don't think they would. No, I back think that they up. did, because I checked that expected goals against were. Double. were no, sorry. Weren't they double? You're right in that. Yeah. But we're, we're more than the expected goals Celtic back, did. So that's double. a problem. You're back I, you're to right. the Celtic model here. Martin's talking about greater experience should be brought in. And I agree with him wholeheartedly. You've got Yang, who, for me, flatters to deceive. You've got Paolo Bernardo, who came on against Lazio and. You know, he's still learning his trade. Uh, you've got Louis Palmer, who at least will have a go at goal. But this is the Celtic model. And for whatever reason, Brendan Rodgers has to put up with the fact that it's projects before experience. It feels like it's a bit of everything, though, Mark. If we're talking about over that period, right? So Martin's saying game management, which which may well be valid, but we've heard last season predominantly down to, to maybe missed chances. Brendan Rodgers' first era was apparently too open, not pragmatic enough. It's, it's like, wh how many different factors are yeah. there? It feels like we're, we're always looking for that silver bullet just to say, it's just that. Yeah, Just fix that. Just manage the game better. Or just take your chances. Or just be a bit more pragmatic. Or sign, a, a, or, or sign two £15 million players and that will solve it. It won't. It's clearly a um, bit of a jigsaw. You know what? Seeing the, the performance levels and the way Celtic controlled the ball and a Get it frustrated some fans on Wednesday night that there was a lot of passing between Phillips and Scales and uh, Scales and Carter Vickers, but you need that at Champions League level. You need to retain the ball. So that side it was a bit better. I just think they could have taken that step mm -hmm. further and and played 
some more forward so that, passes. That's what we said earlier. You know, on that European stage, they actually do look comfortable within the they game. Did, there, they there's something Wednesday, to be yeah. taken from that, but yeah. not not a lot if if it doesn't end up in results, as Hugh has been pointing out. Uh, Martin, let me ask you: see if the if Europe is going to be underwhelming again, or maybe even worse than that. Are are you looking for even more conviction and fluidity within domestic performances starting tomorrow? Well, obviously it's a big transition to Anne's post Coglu Could you look at it? It was constant. Whereas Brendan Rodgers retains the ball a bit more, plays it back if needs to be. Anne's post Coglu I mean, I seen a, a, a video on YouTube the other day there, and he was going crazy at Celtic's backline when he was with us, obviously, because they passed the ball back. So. Ben Rogers allows that type of thing, so there, there will be. We're always going to have a good defence, especially with Cameron Carter Vickers back, which also, by the way, it was Cameron Carter Vickers' mistake that led to the goal. Mm. So I'm a bit confused as to why he was brought on at half time. Was he brought on because he's now looking at him and Scales are going to be predominantly the centre back partnership? Because he wasn't match fit, um, he didn't look match fit, but if, obviously, if that's the reason they brought him on, then that's more understandable, but it was his. It was his mistake that led to the goal. See, I mean, Hugh, on that though, like last season, the Ange Postecoglou finished bottom of the group as well. Yeah. But then sort of backed that up by being really, really good domestically. Because yeah. we accept Celtic are going to win most of their games, but the way that they did it, it was so convincing, it was so enjoyable. If Brendan Rodgers can't make Europe happen again, which will be a disappointment, yeah. still time left, is he going to need a bit more domestically? Without doubt. He's already lost to Kilmarnock in the Via Play Cup. Kilmarnock are at Celtic tomorrow with Celtic having the opportunity to go 10 points clear of Rangers. It has to happen for Brendan Rodgers and Celtic in front of 60,000 fans who will probably turn out in pouring rain. And, you know, a, a second loss to Kilmarnock with, <laughs> is simply not acceptable to the Celtic supporters. So there can be no European hangover as, as the cliche goes. It's over and done with and Atletico Madrid are up next. At Celtic Park. So that's out of the, the, the equation for three weeks now. Kilmarnock is the priority and the league is the priority. Some interesting points, Martin. I enjoyed that. Thank you very much. It's just been one of those crazy busy shows. We've not had anywhere near enough time, but it's a fascinating card tomorrow, Hugh. There's the small yeah. matter of an Edinburgh derby as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've had the hippie in the family on my phone complaining it's not on television, but that's a uh, that's another not? matter. No, no, no. It's the, the Rangers game oh, okay. on Sunday, just like they used to do. Um, yeah. But fascinating match. Hearts have overwhelming superiority in this fixture, historically speaking. They, I mean, they once went twenty-two derbies without losing, but I just have the feeling that Nick Montgomery will take Hibs to Tynecastle. And take advantage of a heart side who blow hot and cold. A fancy hymns tomorrow. Sorry, Nick, you'll get used to this. Stephen Naismith would feel the Big heat, one. wouldn't he, if yeah. that was the case? Without doubt, I think Stephen Naismith is in a position just now that this fixture uh, is critical for him. If he wins it, it puts him on the right pathway. If he loses it, there's a lot of you know, ill will against him at hearts just now that could tip uh, the other side and make it very difficult for him. In the coming weeks yeah, Living Motherwell of course Some of the other fixtures tomorrow Good ones to look out for How are you two faring on this teaser The last eight Scottish managers To win the Scottish Cup You've given me John Hughes Peter Houston uh, What else have you got? Walter Strachan, Smith, Strachan, Strachan, Smith Strachan. Jeffries Williamson uh -huh. Alec McLeish Yes oh, There you are How did we not get that? <laughs> <laughs> One more to go Yes 
and you really should have this one. It's loud. Um, because it's the most recent one. Come on, seriously. I mentioned for Stephen Roy on Twitter who got this one straight away. The most recent one. I mean, you've 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 gone back to Bobby Williamson and Jim Jeffries and all sorts. Oh, this no. guy just did it a couple of years ago. Oh, no. Like, he's considerably the most recent one. John Hughes in 2015 is the second most recent, and then this guy, just a couple of years ago, it wasn't even the only cup he won that season. Oh, oh Callum, Callum Davidson. Davidson. Terrible, you two. That's that awful. Was awful. Terrible. Oh, Hugh. Oh, Let your family down there. Anyway, <laughs> you two can talk about it on the lift home. Um, I hope you get I on get well. I get your coat, Hugh. Let's Andrew go. Andrew McLean is looking after you tomorrow. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, and your pal, Gordon DL. I will speak to you Monday. Remember, if you want to catch up on the show, you can do wherever you get your podcasts. And um, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Stay right there, though. Friday night, which means GBX is up next.